You're listening to the Fix Your Gut Podcast, a podcast that empowers you to understand why you have gut issues and what to do about it. After over 20 years of suffering with IBS, migraines, and chronic fatigue, I decided to take matters into my own hands and I became a nutritionist so I could not only heal myself, but heal others that were struggling like me. Odds are you're here because you're stuck. Your doctor couldn't help and you've already tried cutting out foods and probiotics. So now what? You don't have to suffer anymore. You can heal your gut. We're going to go beyond diet and supplements to empower you with the knowledge you need to achieve deep, lasting healing and finally enjoy food again and get your life back. I break down the science of the... I break down the latest in gut microbiome research into easy to digest episodes with actionable strategies for healing. Let's dive into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mindful Vitality podcast. Today I'm joined by Leanne of Second Skin Studios. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So Second Skin Studios is a boutique yoga studio in Waterloo, and they specialize in classes that combine yoga with athleticism and offers unique practices that can't be found at any studios in the Tri-City region. So their current focus is on booty yoga, which combines yoga with hip training, plyometrics, and dance. And we can talk a bit more about that later, but um, do you want to kind of tell us a little bit about a little bit about more like booty yoga details because even with that intro I'm like what is plyometrics yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. is that like Pilates or what is it um so it's basically a combination of well like I, I said yoga and athleticism so we're we're doing a lot of um transitioning through yoga postures using strength and conditioning so a plyometric like a um, a, a high intensity plyometric would be like a burpee okay um, so not that there are burpees in every class. Yeah. People get super scared off by that. <laughs> um, the classes are meant to be challenging and so they can have that type of high intensity yeah. in them. Um, and if that's the case, you know, we offer modifications for everybody so mm-hmm. that any person coming in can, can access the class. Um, even if they've never done yoga, uh, a lot of people get scared off by the, the dance element of it okay. and they just feel like I'm not coordinated yeah. and I, you know, I don't know musicality. Um, you don't have to, the classes are completely unplanned. So we're basically developing choreography on the fly. So even though you feel like you might be uncoordinated or you might not be um, be able to keep up or you feel like you might be a beat behind, I always tell people you are a beat behind because I'm literally cueing you into something as I'm doing it. Right. So the class is designed using the playlist, so using the music to take the heart rate up and then kind of come in waves up and down. So we add in those high intensity cardio spurts to get that heart rate up and then we bring it back down uh, with more yoga and um, strength and conditioning. Okay. And then it's all infused with this element of dance because mm-hmm. that's how we transition from one thing to another is just little variations within the poses. I love that. Yeah. I love the dance aspect. It, it kind of like surprises me that you said people would be like a little bit hesitant about the dance aspect, but I guess 
having grown up doing dance yeah. and being more like that kind of person, that that's the part that interests me the most and the yoga, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Same. Yeah. I mean, when I found it, I was like, oh my God, this is literally everything, yeah. all of my favorite things all in one thing. Yeah. Because I love to dance. I love music. I'm all about music. So making playlists for me is super fun. Um, I loved yoga, but I wasn't in love with yoga until okay. I found booty. Yeah. And then through booty, I did my, my traditional yoga teacher training. Um, so that was after I'd already been certified to teach booty. And then I really d- dug deeper into yoga and, mm-hmm. I, and I fell in love with a traditional yoga also. Awesome. So mm-hmm. how did you find booty yoga? Oh, it was um, a very random sequence of events. So I was living and working in the Thornbury area, and uh, I, I worked in um, an agency that was a little bit, um, the environment there was um, negative, I would okay. say. It would be the nicest way I could say it. So between employers and employees, there was a lot of tension and even like long before I ever started working there. Mm-hmm. And I was hired into a management position. So um, I started working there. It was really difficult to have good relationships with the employees because they were kind of just always out to get management or oh, okay. you know, it was a unionized environment. Long story short, um, somebody, one of my employees, uh, was telling me about this event that they were hosting at their family's um, event center. Basically, it's an old barn that they converted okay, into cool. use, use for an event center. And she knew at the time I was doing a lot of running, a lot of distance running, so doing like half marathons and stuff like that. And um, she she said, you should come um, and, uh, you know, bring a yoga mat. There's going to be a class there. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a fundraiser, so it's a good cause. You should come out. And my in- initial thought was, okay, what is this setting me up for? Because this is coming from an employee. So mm-hmm. I was really apprehensive. Um, also, I didn't have any friends there. All of my friends and family were still back in the Hanover area. So okay. I was like, I, I don't know if I'm going to go. But for whatever reason, I decided to show up. And I remember even walking into the barn being like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I was feeling like super nervous. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, didn't know who I was going to see or who I was going to know. But I kept putting one foot in front of the other, and I eventually entered the building. And um, in that event, they they put on a booty yoga class. Okay. And I met the, the teacher, Alex. And at the end of the class, I was like, that was so weird, and I feel so awkward, and I have no idea what that was, but I have to do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so excited to do it again. So uh, I, I met the teacher, Alex. She taught once a week in that area, and I started after work um, kind of hanging around and going once a week. This was in summer of um, 2018. Okay. No, 2017. Uh, and then she announced like a few weeks after I had been going, hey, there's going to be a training in Sudbury, and I'm going to audit the training. So if anybody wants to hop in the car, you should come. Yeah. And I remember being like, well, I can't go. I've literally practiced like five times, like yeah. five weeks, you know, and that I couldn't stop thinking about it. And finally I said to her, am I crazy for thinking that I could just go and like, you know, not worry about getting certified, just just go and have a fun weekend yeah. and be surrounded with, um, with people that I felt would be like-minded. 
and just have a really good like empowering me weekend I kept calling it yeah. it's my it's my me weekend <laughs> and uh, she's like if you can't stop thinking about it you should come and so I did I hopped in a car with basically a perfect stranger <laughs> we spent four hours together in that car we stayed in a hotel we all oh, weekend wow. together and got to know each other very well um through the whole process, it was a really physically, mentally, emotionally draining weekend. And I passed and That's I was awesome. certified to teach. And um, even the, the Saturday that we started uh, doing introductions, I remember saying, I'm not here to teach. I'm not, I'm not going to teach. I just, I just wanted this weekend for me and to challenge myself. Yeah. And by the end of the weekend, I felt like I would be so selfish if I didn't share this with other people because mm-hmm. I, I just felt like I had found something so special and, and I needed everybody else to find it too yeah. because it was so cool. So yeah. That's amazing because, yeah, I hadn't heard of it until I met you. So where did it, do you know where it, like, yeah, it came um, from? Yeah, Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's it has really um, rapidly expanded in the States and into other countries now, too. Um, more and more coming up into Canada, but definitely we, we barely scratched the surface in terms of how many places there are in the States, mm-hmm. um, like, as far as a comparison. So when I started teaching, I... I, I really, really got into it. I just felt like it was the best version of myself when I was teaching and I constantly had people messaging me after class or put, pulling me aside or, mm-hmm. or calling me and saying like, man, I'm so grateful that you brought this because they were finding then that empowerment in yeah. themselves through the practice. That's amazing. Yeah, it was very like addicting, and I was like, I just want to show more people. I yeah. need, like I need to show more. I need to show more. And um, so I just kept teaching more and yeah. more as much as I could. And it sounds like the universe kind of gave you that opportunity, and you realized at the time, like you were smart enough to realize, hey, this yeah. feels right. I yeah. should probably follow this. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and how I like I, I originally started teaching in Hanover, and how I got to Waterloo. Um, was really random. I had been teaching for a full year in Hanover area at a few different studios and somebody came over Christmas break to visit family mm. and she came to one of my classes and she called me a few weeks later and she's like, I live in Waterloo. I went home. I called every single yoga and fitness center and nobody knows what booty is. And I was like, no, like there's no teachers in that area. Yeah. And she said, well, I need it. Like, I love it. I need it. If I find a place for you to teach and I'll get the people there and I'll do all the work and yeah. you just show up, will you come and teach? And and I said, sure. And she ended up introducing me to Salem, who owns Juicy Yoga. Okay. At the time, it was Community of Hearts. Um, and Salem and I made, just we just had a, an instant connection. And so I started teaching out of her studio and then started teaching at Lululemon Sunday Morning Yoga oh, wow. at, uh, at the mall. And one thing led to another where she was asking me to be on the schedule weekly and I was literally driving an hour and 45 minutes to teach an hour class wow. and then drive back. So obviously, you know, I'm thinking to myself, time management and yeah. what makes sense financially. Doing it weekly didn't feel um, like it made any sense. But from that conversation a few days later, I woke up and I was like, I think I'm just going to have to open up my own place. Yeah, and move to Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, I haven't made the move yet. That's another crazy story. Okay. <laughs> Still commuting um, an hour and 15 minutes. No, oh, wow. not, not an hour and 45. But yeah, that was, um, it was spring of 2018 that I decided that I would start looking into it. And then we opened 
November of 2018. Wow, which so is, fast. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Sometimes these things, just like if it's meant to happen, yeah, it just it accelerates just so just quickly. Does. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Before we move on, I have to ask you about the name Second Skin Studios. Yeah. Where did that come from? Um, so when I was doing my yoga teacher training, I did an immersion. So I actually went to Scottsdale. Booty, um, Booty Yoga, the, the company, um, puts on their 200-hour RYT. Mm-hmm. And so I decided an immersion was best for me. So I actually went for two weeks and like was fully into the program and um, spent some time with an amazing group of people for that period of time going through this training. And one of the things that we chatted about was um, it just kind of came up randomly and it was tattoos. And this mm-hmm. is long, this was before, this was February. So this is before I was thinking about opening a studio. Okay. Um, and I always thought to myself that I thought it'd be cool to get a really like a pretty, pretty version of a Cobra because a Cobra was significant to me. And I would, for, for many reasons, um, number one, Cobra is a yoga pose. Yep. Number two, I always thought of those big gold um, Cobra nec- necklaces that the goddesses used to wear oh, yeah. way back yeah. in the day and how bougie they were. And uh, I'm definitely outside of yoga clothes. I am very much bougie. Um, <laughs> so that was something to me. But more importantly than both of those things, um, I felt like the shedding of the skin how snakes like shed their old skin and they just continuously mm-hmm. like renew and and are this like newer better version of themselves over and over and over again and when I thought about opening the studio the name literally this was something I woke up in the middle of the night and got out of bed to write down oh wow because I I had once I opened my mind to thinking of of the studio I was flooded with ideas for mm-hmm. and how I wanted things to look and be um, in the studio and how I wanted it to be different. And that was one of those things that second skin, I was like, it's just the shedding of the skin. I want the studio and the practice to represent us constantly finding our, our new and best version of ourselves yeah. over and over and over again. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I'm always striving for that myself. Like I'm all about the, the personal growth, yes. both like obviously physically because I'm a nutritionist, but also on like a spiritual and emotional Absolutely. level too. So. Yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah. I love it. Thanks. Um, so why is health and wellness so important to you? Oh, I think um, many reasons. I mean, I remember way back when I was little and I didn't feel healthy. It's interesting that I, I was uh, almost 30 years old when I got diagnosed with celiac. Okay. And then from that time, and I had up until <clears throat> then a couple of years of really, really um, feeling awful. Like just, uh, you know, I would eat something and be so, my stomach would be so distended like yeah. that I, I couldn't stand up straight. I'd be like, you know, wow. curled over and in just such pain. So it took us a couple of years to figure it out. And finally, when, um, when I got diagnosed with celiac, uh, my doctor was saying, you know, it, it is something that can be hereditary, like, mm-hmm. you know, part in the family. And I thought to myself, how can I have, how can I be almost 30 years old and just being diagnosed now? Yeah. If it's, if it's part of, of something genetic and, uh, you know, he explained a lot of things and I met with nutritionists at the time and she explained a lot of things specifically about how we, um, process gluten now as mm-hmm. compared to what, yes. what was done years ago, Modern years ago wheat versus yes. ancient wheat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there's a lot to do with that, but I do remember when I was younger feeling ill also, I also have, um, 
low blood sugar. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, there would be lots of times where I was little and I would go up to my mom in tears because I was so weak and shaky and she would be like, here, have a spoonful of peanut butter, like just, just to get something, uh, you know, to, to get my sugar up and lots of little things where I can now look back and, and realize that, um, when I, from the time I was very little, um, there were things going on and I didn't realize what they were. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to high school, had an awful relationship with food, okay. um, definitely disordered eating, um, you know, scaling back calorie consumption to where it was like really, really unhealthy, all kinds of things. Uh, finally, you know, I, I would be trying to eat, you know, like 500 calories and then go work at the gym, work oh out at the God. gym for five hours. Oh, like, you no. know, just doing yeah. like the crazy things um, that were really unhealthy. And the, and going through these things as I grew up, mm. figuring out where I could find that level of not number one, loving my body mm-hmm. as it was, even though I was, you know, still trying to improve on it still accepting and loving it where it was. Um, but also tweaking things in my life, tweaking my diet and tweaking my exercise routine and figuring out what worked for me and not going on any trends or anything else. Um, it has become so important to me, health and wellness. Well, it's literally my career. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I think it's just as a result of all of that time, years Mm -hmm. and years and years of learning and doing things poorly and wrong and for the wrong reasons, because I thought, you know, I needed to be a certain way or look a certain way. And now it's very much just because I want to nourish my body and keep it, keep it well so I can live a really long, happy Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. I feel like pretty much everyone in the wellness industry, including myself, is here because of our own personal health struggles. Like I'm celiac too. I never did receive a formal diagnosis, but because by the time I started testing, I had been off it for so long. Right. Yeah. The only other option. So for those of you who don't know, like what they usually do is a blood test, but you have to be eating gluten. But at that point I had been off for quite a while, like maybe eight or 10 years. And, uh, at the advice of my doctor at the time, which I was very surprised by because he was an older doctor too. But um, yeah, and the only other option then is a biopsy, which is pretty invasive right. and a lot of doctors won't bother with that. But um, yeah, I had, same like you, I had gut issues and random health issues growing up, mostly gut, I guess, like diarrhea, constipation. Yeah, same. Um, always mood issues too, which we now know is all connected. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and I've, that's the biggest thing for me that I've been able to balance out is like gluten. If I get glutened, I'm a mess emotionally. Like physically you feel like crap, obviously, right. but I'm a mess emotionally for like several days until my gut starts to calm down. But it's, it's an, an autoimmune disease and it creates a lot of inflammation. And mm-hmm. it's just, I hope that in the future we could find a better way to kind of be more proactive about it. Yeah. Because if a kid is experiencing that severe symptoms all the time, people need to look into it and figure yes. out what's going yeah. on because I'm lucky that like, but for both of us that it didn't stunt our growth. Like, cause if you have that bad of malabsorption and you're just kind of basically pooping out everything because yeah. you're not absorbing it because your intestines damaged, then yeah. that can lead to serious health consequences. Absolutely. So my, uh, my niece, um, she's not formally diagnosed either. And for the same reason, they don't want to put her back on gluten, mm-hmm. um, because of, of what they know, how, how she reacts to it. But yeah, I mean, for a long time, they weren't sure what was going on and she was having a lot of gut issues, but 
big, big mood issues, mm-hmm. like big problems where it was just like she turned into a different person. Yeah. Yeah. So now that they know, then, you know, things are so much better. But she was in a really crucial time when she was going through that too, just as far as like development emotionally yeah. too. And uh, relationship building with friends, like, you know, right in that kind of preteen area, like it's, that's, that's a big struggle. And, and I know she also now has insecurities because of things that she was dealing Mm -hmm. with, with Mm -hmm. all of those moods. So it definitely, you know, there, there should be a better way. Yeah. Cause it Mm -hmm. impacts actually, you're saying everything like relationships and emotional regulation and everything. And then you end up with ongoing issues surrounding those things. Right. Absolutely. Thank God for counseling. That's yes. all I have to say. And yes. medication. Yes. Hey guys, let's talk carb cravings. Now that the days are shorter and darker, are you loading up on carb goodies? We naturally crave carbs and sugar when we're feeling down, but guess what? Excess carbs, especially sugar, cause huge energy crashes and they feed the bad bacteria which cause more inflammation, pain, fatigue, and even affect your mental health. With the busy holiday season coming, you don't have time to feel like crap physically or mentally. I have helped so many clients supercharge their energy, boost their mood, and calm their gut so they can feel their best. Book in with me to learn how and you can start feeling better in as little as one week. Limited spots are open before the holidays, so book yours before it's gone. Head to the link in the show notes to find out more. Um, yeah, so let's talk a bit about life as an entrepreneur, because yes. I feel like there's a lot of people in this that listen to this podcast that are entrepreneurs, as well as both of us. Um, what has been the most challenging thing that you've had to deal with? <laughs> um, well, if anybody is already following me, I'm sure you probably have... Uh, seen some of my most recent challenges, but kind of it all comes down to just the fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Um, not knowing, I mean, you just don't know till you know. And it's, it's funny that on, on Thursday, we're coming into Thursday's our one year anniversary. And I, and I feel like year two for me is, is very much year one, Mm -hmm. um, because of the amount of things that I've learned over the last year that I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I la- I launched really fast um, from thinking about it to doors open. Yeah. And I thought, you know, it doesn't matter. I'll figure it out. And, and I'm determined and I'm driven that way. But um, the amount that I didn't know is a little overwhelming. Yeah. Um, Are you talking in terms of like marketing and everything, things like that? Yeah. Everything. Just so many things where I thought, well, you know, here's where I'll start and the rest will just come. Um, no, <laughs> no, you need to like, uh, I, not that I didn't do homework. I yeah. definitely felt at the time that I was prepared, but I have had so many people over the last year just say to me, like, I can't believe you do it all yourself because a lot of times people have like a, a business partner mm-hmm. that will take on some of that or at least hire someone for sure or for sure at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, essentially not only am I running a business, but I'm also a full-time employee because I'm teaching 16 classes a week. Wow. So 
So it's, it's people often think that the teaching 16 classes a week is, is my job. Yeah. It is, but I, I also have to run, run the business. The, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so it's a lot, it's a lot. And, uh, I guess the biggest challenge would just be, um, being okay with not knowing, being okay with being, uh, a little bit, you know, worried in some ways or, or the stress of not knowing, you know, I've got this many members this month. Are they all going to return the next mm-hmm. month? Um, or, you know, am I going to have new people? And I did discover uh, big shifts in my market, my target market. I'm right in the university district, kind of in between the two universities. And uh, it's a great location for us. Mm-hmm. But I never realized how many students come and then they're here for four months, like for one semester, then they're gone to co-op for another semester, then they return back or maybe they go somewhere else. Like there's a lot of moving parts to, to just that market itself. And because of where we are, we're getting a lot of students. So the fluctuation each month or each semester change um, really threw me off. It's mm-hmm. different than the normal fluctuation of a fitness studio yeah. or a fitness space. Um, cause I felt like I was prepared for those down times and mm-hmm. the high times, but not necessarily, um, just the changes in, in my, my target market yeah. at the time. So who were you originally targeting? So I really wanted to target the students. Yeah. Um, and it's not that they, aren't coming and aren't being consistent coming. Mm-hmm. They definitely are. And they're putting their money into it, which is fantastic. But when they go off to do these other things, right. I wasn't prepared for the, ex- the the extent that that would have on, um, on who was left. And it almost felt like every semester I was kind of starting over. Right. And yeah. I was bringing more people in, which is great, but you don't want to, you don't want to go through that many fluctuations. Yeah. So I did, um, in the last, you know, six months start to shift my target market to be like, these are the people I have a, such a heart for the students because of how empowering this practice was for me personally. Mm-hmm. I felt like, man, if I had found something like this 15 years ago, how much stronger I would be um, in terms of having a voice and like being heard and mm-hmm. taking up space in the world and not like shying away from that. Yeah. So initially I really wanted to reach those people and I, that's where my heart is. But business wise, I've definitely shifted to the people that are going to be here and be consistent yeah. and, and know that I have like those core base people that um, can help me pay my bills. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and now we're going to leave every few months. Yeah. I think that's key with any kind of business is those return clients yes. or customers, yeah. right? Cause yeah. you work so hard to get them in the door and yes. get them to sign up and you want to just keep them. Absolutely. Plus you build a relationship too, Absolutely. right? So. Yeah. I feel like I've been through so many breakups <laughs> and I mean, it's because people, I, I have made those connections. It's a good yeah. thing to be able to say that I really miss, um, some people that aren't here, mm. but I've also been super lucky you know, I get messages from people that are like, that are away right now in this semester. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they were coming to the studio consistently last semester. And they're just like, I'm back in January and I can't wait to come back. Aww. So, you know, that means a lot that, yeah, they, you definitely. know, we did, we did something right that they, they've been off out of it for four months and they're anxious to get back. Yeah, so. I can definitely see how, um, I mean, I remember how stressful student life was. So having something like an outlet to yes. manage that yeah. is super key. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and what kind of marketing do you do now? Like, what do you find is most helpful or most return on the time you spend um, on it? I, well, I definitely spend a lot of time on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, because I've been able to, I, I learned how to, I was taught, uh, from Mint and Poppy, Megan and okay. Katie. Um, they, they taught me how to really use Instagram or in social media and email marketing and kind of all those things, um, to my benefit to make connections. Uh, because prior to working with them, I really found social media was very draining. It was yeah. difficult for me to spend any time on it. I felt like I wasn't being genuine. I was just going on just to post something because mm-hmm. I know that you need to. Yeah. Um, and that was so it, it felt like such a pressure that I, I hated it. I really didn't didn't um, didn't like my relationship with social media until they they taught me the benefits of it and mm-hmm. how to use it to my benefit. And I have been able to make so many amazing connections through Instagram that have then just before here, I, um, I met with Catherine, um, modern planner. She okay. made a, a, a donation for all of our swag bags. This oh, was nice. our first time actually meeting in person. Yeah. Because we've just been Instagram friends okay. for a while. <laughs> it's and, funny how that um, happens. It <laughs> is. It, I think it's so cool. Mm. I actually, I love social media now because I've been able to make real genuine connections with yeah. people that have turned into real life friendships and like support system for my business. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I do spend a lot of time uh, working with Instagram I, I, I do a lot of things on my website, like just to kind of keep things up to date, kind of always in networking mode. Yes. Um, <laughs> something that I wish that I had known before I started was how important that was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly putting myself out into different events. So buying single tickets, going to places where I expect to know no one and yep. just interject myself into conversations and continuously put myself out there. And luckily for me, I've made some amazing connections through that. And, you know, just it just spreads organically that way when mm-hmm. people get a chance to 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 know you and, and know what you're about and know that the studio is a representation of me as a person. And, yeah. and so now I'm starting to kind of get that credibility um, piece, which is which is important because I'm not from here. So exactly. that yeah. was, it was difficult when I first opened and I didn't realize to the extent of how difficult it would be to really make those connections when mm-hmm. nobody knew who I was. And thank goodness for all those events. I can't remember. Yes. We met at a networking event, but I, I think it was remember. Shop Talk was the first Shop one. Talk, yeah. yeah. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Makers Collective. Yeah. yeah. They're great. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. I feel like most of the people that I have on my Instagram and that I've connected with in terms of like other entrepreneurs in the area has been through like Bossy Women and Maker yes. Collective and all yeah. of those events. Same. So it's for sure super helpful. For sure. Um, so I wanted to ask, what's do you find was like the most rewarding part of your first year in business? Definitely. Um, it is those connections that I've made with people. Yeah. I had a girl in, um, she's a, a student. She has been coming for a couple of months now and she came in, she, she was somebody that came in, took her very first class. It was a regular booty yoga class. She was obsessed after the first class. Um, I think the next week she bought a, a membership for the next year and she has been coming consistently. And, uh, this week she came in and, and, we had a class and afterwards she was literally, literally holding in tears. And she's like, I just want you to know, like this space is such a sanctuary for me. And it just means so much to be able to come and like, you know, get, 
in touch with who I am as a person and improve on all these things that I want to improve on, yeah. but in such a safe, safe place to do so. And, and with people that want to see that, uh, you know, that happen for her and, and those things, those conversations I have with people and that my other teachers have with people on a regular basis from, from women, especially that are coming and just being like, you know what? I feel amazing. I feel amazing from the inside out. Yeah. And that that's the most rewarding is because over and over again, it just continues to inspire me and motivate me and just know that it's a, a confirmation that this is this is right. This is what I need to be doing. And, yeah. and I'm doing it. Oh, it feels so good yes. to make a difference. Absolutely. People's lives. And actually, I was just posting about this in my group the other day about or someone had posted saying um, sometimes it feels like you're putting yourself out there, especially on social media and stuff, but you're not, sometimes you don't get the feedback you're hoping for, Right. but the times that you do, I feel like it's so genuine and it's, it just so, it touches you so much yeah. that it really does. It's so affirming and, and makes you realize, yes, I am on yes, the right path. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah love That's that. Amazing. Um, what advice would you give other women looking to become an entrepreneur in this kind of wellness space? Um, I think I, 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 I always say this is, is know your why, like, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And, um, and may, it, it needs to be something that's so strong and so meaningful to you because in the times and there will be hundreds of thousands of them where you're doubting everything yeah. and you're so <laughs> scared and you're just not sure. And your fear is speaking to you and you're thinking, is this my intuition? I mean, those are the days where yes. you feel really uncertain about, about what you're doing. You have to refer back to why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be so strong and so powerful that it can pull you out of that negative spiral. Um, Cause that I need, I've, I've done that yeah, so many same. times. Um, so that's really important, but also already, as I said, like that networking piece, I think um, it's really hard, especially, I mean, I'm not a salesperson. I, I hate selling stuff. I hate yeah. making people feel, I don't ever want to make people feel like I'm selling anything. I want them to have a connection with me. And if they don't, then find a connection with somebody else. You know, I talk about this on on my social media that if, if my studio is not your home, that's okay, but find your home. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, this is my jam and I obviously love it enough that I want to do it all the time. Um, but it's okay if that doesn't meet your needs, that just means you need to find another home. And luckily this community is full of places where you can find health and wellness. Um, so I think that networking piece is so important so that you can find your people. Oh yeah. Find so your true. people and find you're you're gonna find people that you need for business, for your own personal business. You're mm-hmm. also gonna find a support group um mm-hmm. to, to be able to vent to on those down days. Yes, and and that's definitely important because yeah, yeah. It's, it's necessary. Yeah. It's so necessary. Um, so putting ourselves out there and, and, you know, making those connections organically, um, and just, even though it's super scary and uncomfortable, I mean, I remember the first shop talk I went to and all day I was like, how can I get out of going to this? (laughs) (laughs) And then you do it more and more and you get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, now I'm at the point where I'm too comfortable. So I'm, I'm, you know, looking at speaking at some of these events rather than attending. And that's just... That's next level. Love it. Yeah. You mentioned briefly uh, swag bags. Do you want to talk to us about the event you have coming up? Yeah. So Saturday on November 9th, we are 
having our big celebration for the one year uh, studio anniversary. It's called our Vibe Tribe event. Um, we're doing it at the museum in downtown Kitchener, Saturday evening, and it's going to be um, a night starting with a live DJed booty yoga class. So nice. imagine booty is taking, you know, this cardio yoga dance, and then you're taking it up a notch with a live DJ doing the playlist. Uh, it's so much fun. We're starting with that. Afterwards, we're going to have the DJ staying for a dance party. There's going to oh, be awesome. food and drinks. Um, um, I think there's about 15 local businesses coming, and we're doing a maker's market. There's going to be an hour exploration tour of the museum, um, cool. so people can check out the, the latest exhibits there. And it's just going to be an awesome time of bringing people together and, and celebrating Kitchener-Waterloo, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrating your first year. It is. Yeah. It's a huge celebration. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so swag bags for all of the people that we have two ticket options for the entire evening, which is class and everything included, or just the, we call it after party, yeah. um, is for the, um, after the class for the market and, and food and drinks and the DJ will still be there. Uh, for those that are coming for the entire event, they're getting a swag bag. At, right now, it's valued at over $80. Nice. And uh, yeah, there's lots of goodies in there and um, gift cards and coupons and all kinds of stuff. So, Sweet. yes. Do you want to share with everyone where they can find you online? Yeah. So, Instagram is at Second Skin Studio. So, S E K O N D underscore skin underscore studios. And website is www.secondskinstudios.ca. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed having you on the podcast. Yay. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. Hey, if you have 30 seconds to spare, if you could leave me a rating and review in your podcast app, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps women just like you discover my podcast and start their own healing journey. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you next week.